Hi, and welcome to the Forsaken Body Podcast, a show about overcoming the tendency of Christians to focus so much on the soul that they neglect the body. I'm Nikki DeLisi, and I'm here with Lainey Greer, and we're so glad you've joined us today. So even though it is probably the end of January by the time most of you are listening to this, it's actually the first time that we are recording in this new year, and we're so excited to jump back in. Lainey, how has your 2023 been so far? Gosh, it's been busy, and I can't believe it's almost February. Crazy. I mean, it's been a lot of writing. I did a little bit of traveling Went down to visit my sister-in-law and or sister and brother-in-law mm-hmm. and my four little nieces. They're Aww. just the cutest things ever. Started a Bible study up at my church. We're going through Philippians, so that has been exciting. But yeah, just busy knocking out things a day at a time, and uh, excited to be back on here yeah. recording some new episodes with you. What's what's your twenty-three been like so yeah. far? <laughs> well, it started out um, a little unfortunate as I was pretty sick. <laughs> first week or two, mm. 2023. Yeah, it, the last couple of years, I've actually caught COVID and been hit pretty hard <laughs> right at the beginning of the year. Just the last two years, I've been crazy. So it took me a little while to recover. Um, back at work, though, doing well um, and working on, honestly, a lot of things at my house, I'm doing a lot of home renovations and different things so far. So it's been busy as well, but so glad to be back on with you. It's been a while. I know. Yeah, we we got through the holidays. You're over your sickness and yeah, we're ready to go and and get back into this stewardship series. We're finishing up uh, the nutrition kind of basics that we've been going over. So we've got one today and the title is Why Carbs Aren't Your Enemy and fats are your friends. We're going to walk through that, but just a reminder about like this whole series that we're going through is that God designed our bodies to require certain nutrients. So that's why we went over macros and micros with nutrition. We gave you lots of good tips. And Nikki, I thought it was especially helpful a few episodes ago that you gave us a medical perspective on why each macronutrient was so essential to get carbs, fats, and protein. We addressed a bit of that before, but today we're going to dive a little bit deeper because I think you'd agree like this mindset that carbs are bad or a few years ago that fats were off limits, that's still kind of out there. Oh, it really is. And I think sometimes we have been so conditioned to think certain things that even though our brains know that we're incorrect or we're wrong. It's just really hard to flip that switch. And I mean, my goodness, how many, I guarantee, even after we did that previous episode, Lainey, probably, I'm guessing, I'm going to say probably at least half of our listeners are sitting out there like, but carbs are bad, but carbs are bad. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. But if if they are, then maybe this episode will convince. And by the way, just to put it out there, you know, we just recently started the podcast, but that last nutrition episode where we introduced macros and micros, that's been our most popular episode so far. So we're really excited about that. Uh, But Nikki, let's kind of unpack a little bit of the psychology, I guess, behind diet culture and how it's contributed to this mindset of carbs aren't good for us, fats are terrible, and how that shifted over the years with diets that have been out there. Honestly, 
I think, you know, we, we really have to look at the obesity epidemic because I think that has a lot to do with it. In the late 70s, the obesity epidemic really started to rise into the early 80s. When you hit the 90s, fats start to become really vilified. They're definitely labeled bad news, don't eat any fats. And I don't really know the reasoning behind that per se, but it's probably because, like we talked about before, fats have nine calories per gram instead of four Mm -hmm. calories per gram with protein and carbs. So I guess it makes sense that people would definitely attribute, oh, I'm, I'm overweight. I've eaten too much fat. Right. Do you think that may be where it came from a little bit? Yeah. Well, and just fat in general, because that word kind of refers to not really two totally different things, but when you think about being heavier or obesity, you think about being, quote, fat. Like that's, that's, that's yeah. And so I think fat just, it has that negative association connotation there. And so a part of me thinks that probably also has to do with it too. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure either. I mean, we were, we were young, but I definitely remember my mom, you know, trying to follow a a low fat diet and just Mm -hmm. a little crazy. But yeah, I I suspect that that negative connotation kind of comes because of that. Yeah, that's a good point. So early 90s, you get the rise of all these low fat diets. So foods were stripped of fat, and that obviously affected their taste. So in order to make them taste better, they were pumped full of sugar. (laughs) So just think about like popular, I think back to my childhood, Fig Newtons were definitely a big Mm. deal. They were supposedly really healthy. They didn't have hardly any fat. They had lots of sugar, um, you know, some natural probably from the figs, but also a lot of added sugar. That's when like drinking diet sodas really started becoming a lot more popular yeah. as well. But then too, I think the biggest thing was snack wells. I remember so, do those, you remember those? chocolate, those soft yes. chocolate cookies. They tasted good. Oh man. Right. <laughs> so like, that's the thing though. They had so many, like they had crackers and all kinds of things in that snack well brand. But like, think back to the packaging. Yeah. Like it's green, so it's going to make you think it's healthy. healthy. Yeah. It would have said low fat on it, yep. which again, we were programmed to think, oh, it's healthy. But then, too, the name of it is Snack Well. So it just <laughs> psychologically, it convinces you that it's a good thing for you to eat. Uh-huh. So we're eating more of these processed foods, packaged meals, things filled with sugar that are supposedly healthy on the box. We thought we were being healthy, but we didn't get any fat. Yeah. And I, well, let me tell you about one diet. And then, gosh, I remember one that um, some of my mom's friends did. But so the Ornish diet, I don't know if you remember that I honestly don't. So that was really popular. It was um, named after this guy. I think he was a doctor. Um, I should double check that before, but he was really pushed a vegetarian diet. So it was lots of carbs, veggies, fruit, and only 10% of your calories coming from fat, which, you know, that's crazy low. Like for most people, it's 25% of your total daily calories should come from fat. So that meant like, you know, a lot of people in that diet, they had deficiencies with micronutrients, lack of B vitamins. They weren't eating a lot of meat. So obviously they're going to lose weight rapidly from eating such low fat diet. But yeah, the one I can't remember, I was asking my mom if she could remember the name of the diet, but she had a few friends that did it and they did lose weight really quickly. But 
they lost weight so quickly, they had to have their gallbladders removed Whoa. because it was like that diet was associated with gallbladder surgery because it caused wow. like an increase in gallstones. Uh, you're more likely to develop gallstones if you lose weight rapidly, which would be three pounds or more a week. And that's why, like they say, a safe weight loss is one to two pounds a week. Have you heard that before? I, I think I have. I am trying to piece that together in my mind. I definitely know any sort of extreme diet like this or Mm -hmm. like it is super hard on the gallbladder. Of course, like too much unhealthy and greasy fat is also really hard on the gallbladder. So um, yeah, I'm trying to, I actually, I would have to refresh my memory on that and if that's associated, but I will take your word for that. I just remember like she just kept having friends that were going on this diet and then a few weeks later, not probably a few weeks, like months later, they're getting their gallbladders (laughs) taken out. So crazy. A couple other things to point out from this low fat diet craze, which I think is really important for people to recognize. So from like the early nineties to 2010 rates of diabetes tripled. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can give us more of an understanding of what diabetes is, but But I mean, obviously that has to be connected to some degree to the excess sugar that we are getting, right? No doubt. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And then even more, so not just diabetes, but from like the early 90s to 2005, the obesity rate doubled. So like clearly the results of this diet, not that that's a one-to-one comparison, everybody doing a low-fat, you know, diet, whatever, but clearly... the results of these these diets they didn't lead to a healthy lifestyle they didn't they didn't produce better health no no and i think there's probably a lot of reasons i don't know if anyone has seen the documentary supersize me but oh, gosh. <laughs> like yeah. you know all of that and and fast foods and stuff so i i definitely think that there's numerous reasons why obesity mm. has increased so much in the country over the the last few decades but no doubt the significant shift at that time towards so much sugar um yeah. and honestly I think diabetes yeah. that's that's like the biggest one yeah. for me and honestly when it comes to sugar we don't realize how addicted and how easy it is Mm -hmm. to get addicted to sugar without even knowing it. And this is why when I do well child checks and see kids, I really strongly caution parents about in the first couple of of years of life, letting their kids have have very much sugar at all, just because, you know, Mm -hmm. you're just conditioning that child to want sugar and think that it is the things that taste good are sugary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think that is hugely contributing. Yeah. I mean, just on a side note, and then we'll switch to the to the low-carb diet craze now. But what you're saying there, like, I've seen it. I've seen parents. It's the easy way to go. Break open a pack of, I don't know, muffins that have chocolate chips in them or those little birthday cake muffins. They're really easy. Yeah. Your kids love them, but they love them because they're just filled with processed sugar. There's not hardly any protein. There's no good nutrients in them. And if that's what your kid's getting for breakfast, that's just setting them up for one, a crash, yeah. a blood sugar crash later, but then also to, like you're saying, be addicted to sugar early on. And not think um, that good, healthy food tastes good. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And those muffins aren't the only ones. That's just what came to mind. There's certainly Mm -hmm. a million other things out there. I mean, I grew up eating those little 
I don't know what they were called, little um, waffle things with the cinnamon in them. And they were really good, (laughs) but they didn't have any good nutrition in there for me. So started the day with a belly full of sugar. Okay, so let's just transition real quickly to talk about how a couple decades ago, low-fat diets were the thing and carbs were the enemy. Now that's kind of pivoted. We realize that, oh, we probably need to eat some fat, but also now we have a lot of issues with diabetes. So carbs are the enemy. Eat all the fat you want, just don't eat any kind of grain. So we, we recognize that maybe we shouldn't be eating as many carbs, but we didn't bother to specify that all carbs aren't created equal. Right. It's the added sugar, the junky stuff, the processed things that we need to watch. But carbs, like we talked about before, whole grain, whole wheat sources, they help with protein absorption. They give us nutrients, fiber that we just don't get enough of, you know, with fats and proteins. I've wondered about this. This is super anecdotal, but it's interesting to me that the last few years, the rates of colorectal cancer mm-hmm. in people 50 and younger, younger, okay, that's huge, (laughs) has steadily increased. And I'm sure there's lots of other reasons, but I wonder if some of that could be tied to the popularity of low-carb diets. Because I know a ton of people who have been on, have done paleo, done Whole30, all this stuff, keto. So with those diets, they're not getting enough fiber, but then they're also eating more saturated fats. So low-carb diet with higher saturated fat intake, not a ton of fiber, that's going to not be good for your gut health, for uh, motility, and a lot of things that could potentially lead to you know, colorectal cancer. In my mind, I don't know, Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I think a lot of it too is probably tied to processed foods in general. Um, Mm -hmm. But eating just a whole bunch of saturated fat, processed meats, all that stuff that a lot of people do when they're on a low carb diet is certainly highly likely to, to contribute to things like that as well. And yeah, I mean, you're right, 50 and younger, we, so we now screen people, I forget how many years ago, not too many, that that it changed to 45, and that's just crazy to think about. So, so literally yeah. 45 years old, and you have to start being screened for colon cancer, and I, I think yeah. there are several different reasons for it, but the lack of fiber in people's diets 100% contribute. And we said this before, but women need 25 grams of fiber a day and men need 35. If you're eating low carb, number one, but then also more processings, you're, you're definitely not getting near enough fiber. Um, For sure. All right. So that is a little bit of the background on maybe why we have a mindset, you know, where we thought fats were really bad for us. And now we're, we think carbs are really bad for us. Um, Nikki, but give us a little bit more background just from the medical side on why we absolutely need to eat both carbs and fats. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start with carbs since they are the current enemy <laughs> or <laughs> labeled enemy. Um, so, Some of this we touched on in the previous episode, um, and I'll just kind of briefly go over it again, but carbs are our main energy source. So when we eat them and upon digestion, they are broken down and absorbed into the bloodstream. And and so this is our blood sugar, this what we would call our blood sugar. What happens, it then enters the cells with the help of insulin, and it is then used to fuel all of our activities, everything from going on a marathon run to just performing your activities of daily living um, or even thinking. So uh, 
if we eat more energy than what we use, it ends up being stored in the muscles for later use or converted into fat. But in any case, they are definitely uh, our main energy source. You won't perform as well in any sort of exercise, physical endeavor, or anything like that without carbs. (laughs) So, and again, I know that the keto diet would say that you can get energy from fat, and you can. It's just not as good. Carbs are absolutely essential when it comes to that. So hugely, hugely important for everyone, uh, but especially athletes as well. Any sort of athlete on a low-carb diet or keto diet, I would say you're playing with fire there. So Lainey also already talked about fiber, and that is a second hugely important aspect of how carbs are medically important for us. And she also mentioned the 25 to 30, 35 grams per fiber a day. And I think the studies are showing that most Americans only get about maybe 15 grams a day. So that's, yeah, that's like half, um, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. And the American Heart Association does recommend getting it from a variety of sources. So you might think, well, if I just eat vegetables, uh, that's fiber, right? I don't, you know, need my whole grains. And no, it is shown that you do need a variety, just like we need a variety of different fats. We need a variety of different carbs. It's just so essential and good for your heart in a lot of ways as well. It actually Mm -hmm. helps lower your cholesterol. Uh, It helps lower your risk for heart attack and stroke. Uh, as Lainey talked about, to your gut, so having regular, properly bulked bowel movements, as skeevy <laughs> as that is to talk about, it is actually incredibly important for good health. Um, like the quality of our bowel movements, look at them, that can be a huge indicator of how our gut is doing. And um, I mean, if you are struggling with constipation, diarrhea, just numerous things like that, and you know, your gut isn't in a good place. And that could be for a number of different reasons. It's not always just one, but definitely would evaluate, am I getting enough fiber? And so um, always a good idea to try to, to up that if that's the case. But certainly, you know, retaining a large amounts of stool and not having those good bowel movements is, um, is not good. Definitely, I believe, would increase your risk for colon cancer as well um, and things like that. So I'm glad you're talking about oh, these things, Nikki. That's you as a doctor. That's a normal conversation I'm sure you have every day. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny how I have to, to remember that like other people aren't as used to talking about some of these things. <laughs> it's nothing for me to start to talk about, you know, your daily poop, but other people right. might be a little bit thrown, but it is so important. <laughs> and I mean, while we're on the subject, I mean, you're kind of wanting to look for that long snake-like sausage. Oh, gracious. Yes. Is, is kind of what you're looking for. <laughs> While we're Great on that to know. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but in any case, so moving I on. I mean, I guess it's better. It's, it's better if people hear it on here and then that yes. way they don't have to feel embarrassed to ask their doctor. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Keeping it real. And yeah. Um, so now this is going to sound kind of crazy because again, a lot of times we associate carbs with weight gain, but 
actually, when eating the right kinds of carbs in the right amounts, it actually helps manage your weight and stabilize it. Yes, so true. Yeah, because when you're eating lots of bulk and fiber from good healthy carbs, it will fill you up and and you'll probably end up eating less calories in total. Mm -hmm. Definitely in one strategy I always give to my patients, you know, start with those vegetables and and things like that too and start getting yourself full with those things before you move on not because you don't want to eat the rest of your food because we've talked about it's all important but using caution and you know if you're knowing you need to eat less calories getting plenty of fiber will help you with that and again this is going to sound counterintuitive too because we talked about the carbs and sugars and the association with diabetes there but Actually, too, if you're eating, again, the right carbs, there's some evidence that shows it can help you decrease your risk for diabetes. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how you can go either way, right? If you are Mm -hmm. overindulging and eating a whole bunch of carbs that you should not be eating, then you'll increase your risk for diabetes and weight gain. But if you're eating the right carbs in the right proportions, it will actually help you steer clear of diabetes and obesity. So super helpful. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, I think I mentioned that too. If you're an athlete, (laughs) you have no business, no business being on any sort of low carb diet. Um, Utilizing fat and protein for energy is again, possible, but it's extremely inefficient. You will definitely crash. Um, Mm. One thing I read, I was just, um, I think it was a Maybe it was a running website I was on not too long ago, but I really liked this quote and it just said, when you don't eat enough carbohydrates and continue training, your body will snowball into a state of mental and physical fatigue. And as, oh, yeah. yeah, and that's definitely true. And I think I might've mentioned in a previous episode, I can't remember, but one thing that always comes to mind for me is, is a good friend I had who is a fantastic athlete and we were doing the CrossFit Open together, but at the time he was on a pretty strict keto diet and yeah, we were doing these super high intensity open workouts. If anyone's familiar with the CrossFit Open, those are not, not easy workouts and Mm -hmm. he would start out so well because he's such a good natural athlete but like the last five to ten minutes of the workout I mean he was just crashing and burning and I know he's more fit than that but I was like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness but you're out of your carb stores like you just don't have any more so your performance is just gonna go downhill I really appreciated that quote um now I think when we've kind of touched on this too, so I, I don't know, Lainey, maybe you've heard, have you heard people saying, well, but I went on a low carb or a keto diet and I felt so much better. I felt like I had more energy. I felt like my mind was clearer. I, have you had anyone say that to you? I've heard that. And yeah, I definitely think that they're probably attributing that to the wrong thing, yeah. which mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen a lot before in the medical field. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the case with, with that is 
the reason for that is because they likely went from eating all or mostly bad carbs (laughs) to to eating none. And then yes, in the short term, of course, if you eliminate refined sugars and processed carbs, you're going to feel better than if Mm -hmm. you're eating tons of them. And chances are, perhaps if you're trying to do that, maybe you've made some other healthier lifestyle changes too. Like maybe you've increased your vegetables, although if you're going Mm -hmm. on a super low carb diet, you're not going to be able to have that many vegetables. But so maybe you have done some things that are good for your health. And that's why you're you're feeling better. But it's not because you've eliminated good carbs. Just want to make that clear, just because you've heard a lot of people say that, or perhaps you've experienced it yourselves, I would just challenge you to look back at the actual changes that you made. Mm -hmm. If you went from having McDonald's and Cokes and whatever every day and eating a whole bunch of white bread and mashed potatoes and all that to not, yes, you're going to feel better. But that doesn't mean that carbs are your enemy. They're not. We got to just focus on the right carbs. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have to say right now medically. And so again, when we talk about healthy carbs, we're talking about those veggies, oatmeal, quinoa, beans, whole grains, all that stuff. And honestly, as many times as I've heard the, but I've, I've eliminated carbs and I feel so much better. I've actually never had anybody say to me, well, I was eating nothing but super like healthy carbs and I cut those out and feel so much better. I've, I've never heard anybody say <laughs> yeah, that. No, I don't think so. So, anyway. For sure. All right. All right. That was super helpful, Nikki. And and hopefully, if there were some people listening still convinced about carbs being the enemy, hopefully we've swayed them a little bit. But tell us now, if there are a couple people that still maybe struggle with, oh, I need to eat more fat, good sources of fat, help us understand a little bit more of the medical reasons why we definitely need fat. Yeah. So... Part of the title of the episode is Fats Are Your Friend. <laughs> and like we kind of made that distinction between fats, like food fats, and then fat, the actual fat on your body. <laughs> I'm going to say that, yes, even the actual fat on your body is your friend. <laughs> the thing is, fat protects your vital organs, which is really important. Mm-hmm. It supports cell growth throughout your body. As good and healthy carbs improve your cholesterol, and a lot of times the good and healthy carbs will lower your bad cholesterol, Mm -hmm. the healthy fats are going to increase your good cholesterol. So there's Mm -hmm. just two different kinds. And that good cholesterol, which is your HDL, actually helps clear out your bad cholesterol. So it's actually super good for your heart. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get those through that mono and poly unsaturated, sorry, mouthful fats. And all the things we've already talked about, your olive oil, your avocado, your nuts and your seeds and your fatty Mm -hmm. fishes and all that. Those are great sources of good fat that will actually help improve your heart. It's not going to be bad for your heart. It's going to be good for your heart. That also helps your body absorb vitamins and nutrients. And we touched on that a little bit last time, but just remember the fat on your body helps you absorb some of your vitamins. There are certain vitamins that cannot be properly absorbed without fat. (laughs) So hugely important for that too. Another big one, big one, and I'm huge on this one, 
is that it helps regulate your hormones. And I think we probably touched on that in the last episode too. But Mm -hmm. I mean, again, think of the borderline anorexic girl who's losing her period because Mm -hmm. she's just starving herself. And, And if you don't have enough fat, you won't be getting regular cycles like you should be. And cycles are good. They're part of what God made our body to do. Yeah, I've been there, done that. I can attest attest to the reality of that. For sure. That was where I was for two years. Yeah, such a, so, and and you don't always know the the permanent and long-term effects of that. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. thyroid, thyroid hormones too. Thyroid will be all out of whack. If you're not getting enough fat. Oh, also brain function. Oh my goodness. So your brain is made up of like 60% fat. It is hugely, hugely important for brain health and function. And, you know, I do also, and and this is just me spouting out. I don't have any sort of evidence or scientific thing in front of me, but do know that a lot of, of Alzheimer's and dementia is on the rise. And, you know, a lot of people that are getting it are of the age where back in the 90s they would have been following a low-fat diet again I have no evidence of direct association but you just wonder sometimes but fat is super important for brain health but again like with carbs there's good fats and bad fats right Mm -hmm. yes definitely important to distinguish and know the difference yeah And we kind of went over that before. But again, quick review, those trans fats, those ones that are stable and solid at room temperature, super unhealthy. You want to stay away from those. Mm. Saturated fats, um, mostly animal fats, coconut oil, things like that. You just want to really, those in moderation. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you really want to go a little bit heavier on those mono and polyunsaturated fats. It's just crazy to think about the health risk of a low-carb diet constipation, headaches, being tired, muscle cramps, lethargic from low blood sugar, and health risk of a low-fat diet, impaired ability to think and process your cognitive functioning. It affects your ability to absorb vitamins. It's going to make you more likely to overeat, can cause diabetes, cancer, depression, anxiety, like all of these terrible health consequences from a low fat or low carb diet. Like why in the world were like experts or, you know, diet culture, why were these things pushed? It's just really crazy just hearing from a medical side, like why we need carbs and fats. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking, shocking to kind of think that we ever yeah, thought that that was a good idea. But you know, we do, we grow in our understanding every day and the medical community continues to make strides and we're responsible for you know the knowledge that the Lord has given us so now we know these things and just have a responsibility to much is given you know much is required and we do have so much knowledge now yeah that's just really helpful um hopefully this episode has been something that you can benefit from and and we'll share with others so Nikki any final closing thoughts for us <laughs> well you know I think listen just because everyone is doing a diet, or you see it being pushed on social media, remember, there is there is a time that the low-fat diet super popular. Currently, the low-carb diet super popular. But just because something is being really touted or pushed, it's so important to do your own research, talk to your doctor, um, check your heart, check with maybe some people you know that have been through it. Be wise and discerning. Don't just 
go with whatever the latest wave is. Remember that scripture tells us that the Bereans, who were under the teaching of the Apostle Paul, I mean, you don't get much better teaching than that, but they still search the scriptures to see if what he said was faithful and true. And so we need to do that too. We need to do the same in every aspect of our lives. And that includes things like eating and drinking, like we said. So... Rainy, this has been a great episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged and edified by listening. If you like what you've heard, we'd be so grateful if you subscribe to, like, and comment on the podcast. Also, please do share it with others. really helps us when you do this. Please always feel free to find us on social media and DM either of us with questions or feedback. And if you are interested in beginning a journey towards better health and lifestyle changes, I definitely recommend you go over to Lainey's website, which is laineygreer.com. Check out her program called Understand Healthy, where she provides a very easy to follow and a simplified way of, to begin to change your life for the better. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we look forward to joining you all again for our next episode.